Pete Weatherburn, our vet, is here. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you very much. Good. And uh, this time of the year, what, is it resolutions for pets or something like that? Well, a lot, of people, a lot of people do that kind of stuff. But it's but the pet doesn't even know. Pets don't know, but it's all about resolutions for actual human behaviour, really, isn't it? Like doing what you meant to do for your pet in the first place and just kind of tackling that with renewed vigour, I suppose, is the best way to put it. For people who've got a brand new pet, and I know you, you were sort of saying pets not just for Christmas and things like that, but mm. they've got them now, mm. um, and they're just sort of learning things. Say a new kitten uh, or a new dog, how do you actually stop them from pooing around the place? And, and doing Well, like- I mean, uh, puppies and kittens generally um, have a natural instinct not to, to mess in their own den. And so all that you need to do as a, as a homeowner is persuade them or train them that your home is the den. And they'll then quickly learn not to go into your, in your home anywhere. Um, with kittens, it's very easy because they have a natural desire to, 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 to scrape around in cat litter type substances. So, you know, that means you get a litter tray and most kittens will just use it automatically, almost without it any input from the owner at all and all you need to do then is once they get older and start to go outside they transfer that instinct to outside so cats generally are very very easy a lot of cats do continue to mess usually to to whittle in the house in different ways as they get older that's generally due to sort of um, social stress so for example a cat that's being bullied outside by a big tomcat might well start to whittle inside because it's just a bit frightened to go outside where there's that nasty big physical threat um Dogs is a different story, and uh, um, dogs, as I say, they, they have an instinct to go to the loo um, out of their den, but sometimes they'll see part of the house as being out of the den. For example, um, if they're never allowed into the, the nice, smart front room, um, and one day they happen to get there, they might well see that as being out of the den, because they're never there normally, and so they might well whittle in there and that can be very upsetting for an So owner. take me through that again mm. so if you've got a, um, a place where you don't want the animal in the dog in for mm. example and you say no you can't come in here the dog then assumes I can't go in there uh, but that's outside of the house is it? And, is, is, and, and, it, it, and they're it, more likely <laughs> to do what you don't want them to do in that room I think it's possible indeed if, they, if they're not familiar with it as home-type territory, they might well um, start to go there. But, I mean, look, that's pretty unusual. And the, 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 the biggest thing simply is to train them to go outside. And they'll then learn that the place to go is outside. And it'd be unusual for them to want to go anywhere inside once you've taught them that the right place is outside. What happens if they're bursting? they're bursting they hang on like we hang on uh, if we're bursting we don't just go anywhere do we so dogs learn as well that the place to go just as we learn that the place to go is the little room they learn the place to go is outside where my owner likes me to go and where I get rewards and praise for going and they just learn that's the right thing to do right they like the praise they, they like well what happens I think is the, the training process is done with praise and treats so when, you, when your dog goes in the right place you give them lots of praise and you give them a little treat even um, and that then they learn hmm good things are associated with doing that and so they're more likely to do it again but then after a while it becomes second nature and you, you know you don't even need to reward them or give them a treat because they just it's become an automatic right. habit. That's the basis of lots of dog training. What about people who leave down paper or something like that in a room well, or something like that? Well, you see, the, 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 I think the problem is with, with puppies is that they, 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 they haven't learnt to go outside yet. And what happens is when, you, when, you're, when, when they're young and you're training them, they can't... It's too big a distance for a little puppy to go from indoor 
at your feet in the kitchen to getting all the way outside into the garden. And so it's much, because they have a sudden urgency, they have to go like, now, quick. So it's much, much easier to have somewhere close to hand, like one of these puppy pads, or even just some sheets of newspaper. Um, the puppy pads, what they are basically is just some absorbent material on top of an, a waterproof base, and that just means that it sort of gathers the fluid without it spilling off. But anyway, so you can teach them that, it, that as soon as they start to whittle, you can pick them up and put them onto that paper immediately and then give them praise. Whereas if you pick them up, by the time you carry them outside, well, they've finished, haven't they? And yeah, the they're wondering what you're up to. Yeah. yeah, what's going on now? So in the very short term, when they're young, certainly getting them paper trained is a really easy thing to do and the other thing is that what it means is if you're out of the room and they start to feel the urge to go they'll see the paper and they'll recognise the paper as being the place where they get praise when they go to the loo and so they'll waddle over and go onto the paper themselves so it's, it's a good sort of halfway house um, to, to, right. to get them over that phase but, but, um, but then as they get a bit older then you train them to go outside and right like I mean people worry an awful lot about this subject but really there's there's there's, there's almost Every puppy of 10 weeks of age isn't house trained and almost every older puppy of like, you know, five months of age is house trained. So it's something which most people seem to manage regardless of what they do. And the dogs know the difference between, you know, this fantastic uh, rug that you've got down on top of the floor that cost about 10,000 quid or something like that and a sheet of paper over in the corner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I, I th they, they do start to... They, they, they recognise sort of... like they, um, textures and and images and shapes. So, like, if you had a rug that looked exactly like a puppy training mat, well, yes, you'd be in trouble. But the rug would be generally sufficiently different that they would want to go on to the, the nice little beige-coloured, smooth-surface training mat or newspaper that they've got used to and that they know they get praised for going on to. Yeah. So, house training generally isn't a big issue. Um, but the other thing I'd be persuading people who've just got a pet to start with is try to learn good habits for long-term pet care and the three big areas would be first of all diet making sure you're giving a good quality diet and making sure you're not giving too much pet obesity really is such an important issue now and most it's because people um, are too lax about what they do and they don't monitor things carefully enough so um, nutrition is really important the second thing is exercise and training and you, you must take a dog for a walk 25 minutes twice a day you must do that if you don't do that your dog's going to develop bad behaviors it's going to start to bark a lot and all sorts of other stuff like that and I, I think the third thing when you're starting out with a pet that's really important is do go to your vet for a discussion about everything and most people do that automatically when they, when they get the puppy's vaccinations being given and the reason why it's important to talk to your vet is the vet will check your animal out physically and make sure there's nothing wrong with it that you mightn't have recognised. But it'll also give you advice on the whole range of subjects, you know, not just the vaccines, but also the diet that I've discussed, also um, worming, flea control, microchipping. Um, they'll talk to you about animal behaviour and um, they'll also fill you in on things like the importance of having pet insurance. Okay. They'll, they'll go through the whole lot with you and they'll set you off on the right footing. And, I mean, vets see this sort of stuff every day and so they, they do know what they're talking about. Okay, um, a question just uh, coming in here. I think you might have to be a psychologist as well, Pete. Mm. Uh, I have two rescue cats and one of them will poo anywhere but the litter tray. You know, the whole house is okay, but the litter tray is not. What can I do? And seemingly, she didn't do it in the previous house. Yeah, well, 
this is a really tricky question and it's very difficult to give a, 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 an off-the-cuff answer because what it depends on is all the subtle subtleties of that situation. What that tells us is that for some reason the cat doesn't want to go into that particular litter tray. So you'd want to know where is the litter tray exactly? Like, is it in, is it in view of a window to the outside, for example? There could be a cat outside that's staring down this cat when it's on the litter tray so it doesn't feel comfortable going there. Um, what, what about the other cat that it shares with? Is the other cat somehow intimidating this cat? Um, what sort of texture is the litter? You know, is it, is it a... Um, pine ones or is it clay or you know what's it made of um is there a roof on it or not some cats hate having roofs over the litter tray um how big is the litter tray there's anyway there's a whole long list of questions that you have to go into which is why you can't just answer that question quickly um what i'd really suggest is things like this i'm encouraging people to to to, to use the internet and you know if you want you can go find pete the vet that's me on facebook and go there and um Post your question to my Facebook page and I, I'll i be able to direct you to a really good internet resource for the answer. I'm not able to give people like great long paragraphs or pages of detailed advice. What I can do is point them to the right direction on the internet where, there's, where somebody else has already spelled out the details to that sort of answer. Mm. Um, Texture says, don't forget the importance of neutering. Oh, I did forget that. How could I? Uh, it's, it's one of my favourite subjects, as you know, Declan. Yes, you should plan now. If you've got a young pet that's three, three or four months of age, well, you should be saying to yourself, well, when that gets to five or six months of age, I'm going to get that neutered. And you should begin to budget for that, put some money to one side for it, and make sure you get it done. Because if you don't, you're just storing up trouble for later on. Right. Okay. Peace. Thanks very much indeed. Thank uh, you, Declan. Time, as usual. All the best for this coming year. And uh, Peter's from uh, Bray Vet and Old Connor, obviously, in Bray. And uh, you can check out the website there. It's petervet.com.